deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Oscar Piastri will be the guy who takes down Max Verstappen. Here's why. Now, I'm aware of what you're going to say. Come on, I've got a cap of his in the background of all of my videos. Of course I'm going to be biased. Well... Hear me out here. When you get the likes of the brand new AlphaTauri CEO Peter Bayer extolling the virtues of Oscar Piastri's route to F1 as an example to develop future younger drivers in his camp, then I guess Oscar's story's got to count for something. Something that has made many other teams probably realise that if they want to have rookies that are coming into Formula 1 and hit the ground running and make sure that they don't crash into the track multiple times thanks to the cost cap, train them up as much as possible in the machinery if you can afford it. This will be helped going forward in that teams can now use 2022 spec cars, which are much more relevant to the modern ground effect era and will be more effective. You can't use them for experimental 2024 parts, you've got to run previously used 22 spec parts. You can easily see what Red Bull are doing with the Liam Lawson as a sort of immediate response to all of this. I wouldn't be surprised if you see some private testing with Liam Lawson in an RB18 trying to get some wiggle room in what to expect going forward. And he's already got multiple race weekends under his belt, probably at least a thousand kilometers of competitive racing. He's definitely going to be in Formula One, Liam, but it's just a question of when and where. And also, I reckon that they are going to mould him into their own version of Oscar Piastri, since I don't think Red Bull is probably going to be getting Oscar anytime soon, because Zach Brown, he lives with contracts right by his bedside. And what became obvious throughout 2023 is that the likes of DeVries and Sargent, who did not get any extensive testing in classic Alpha Towery and Williams machinery, rookies have to be good almost at once. And Oscar Piastri, as much as I'm a fan of him, will be yet another example of rookies needing to have the right team backing them. In the case of Piastri, it has been absolutely beneficial to him, immensely so, because he knows how an F1 team works now. He just has to transfer that knowledge into the race environment. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see the likes of Oli Behrman popping up in an SF75 around Fiorano and Mugello every now and again doing private testing, because 
I reckon that Ferrari are going to be lining him up to be the next star of theirs after Charles Leclerc either crests his overall skill or they're preparing him for the likes of Haas, them increasing their relationship together because Gene Haas is realising, why aren't we exploiting our relationship with Ferrari even more? Let's do that! But the biggest thing I feel that Oscar's got going for him and something that he shares with Max is that the kid has no fear. He does not get into a flap. He is not intimidated in the traditional sense. We've heard examples over the years of drivers being intimidated. The classic line from Albon back in the day when he was racing against other drivers and saying, oh, they're racing me so hard. And then last year, the line from Carlos Sainz, one of my favorites, by the way, and even I found this dubious, was against Perez and Perez was intimidating him. You can't be intimidated if you're going for a world title. And Oscar doesn't really seem to be intimidated at all. And you can thank Mark Webber for all of that. His chief mentor, Weber has been through a lot of what you would call office politics over the years, as well as having to absorb a lot of pressure and drama along the way. You don't come away from several seasons being Sebastian Vettel's teammate and not learn a thing or two when it comes to handling team orders, office politics and pressure. Which is why I think Sergio Perez might be a really good mentor for any future Formula One stars after he has now become the longest serving Formula One teammate of Max Verstappen. Max is the textbook definition of pressure. He will destroy you. The lessons that Mark imparted onto Oscar was that there was no point getting into a flap about things, no time for tantrums. And the most important thing Oscar sees in terms of getting results is finding answers to matters that he has some control over, rather than to get into a shouting match, get angry, get sad, or throw your weight around. Being direct and to the point, rather than tippy-toeing around. Which brings me right back to the Alpine contract farce. Alpine comes out of the woodworks and announces Oscar as a future driver, without his consent seemingly. What would a driver do? Would they probably panic, ring up the team in a hurry, stay silent on social media and try and work something out to either quietly drop that tweet, delete the tweet, or would they have no choice but to go along with contract proceedings? Alpine pulling a blinder without doing the research and proper work and contract negotiations and get the driver anyway, out of intimidation and pressure. But Oscar doesn't do that. Instead, he's like, well, that ain't true. And promptly breaks the internet with a rebellious yet truthful statement with a tweet that will go down in F1 history. Now, who does that remind you of? Remember the old adage of not bad for a number two driver? And multi-21 said, multi-21. Airing out the dirty internal laundry of Red Bull to the public, causing massive amounts of drama and speculation and criticism and making the bods at Red Bull, especially Christian Horner, who likes diplomacy in public, squirm immensely. Alpine, though, in front of the contract recognition board? Oh, they fell apart immensely and were made to look incompetent, and McLaren managed to get what they want, and now Oscar Piastri absolutely loves McLaren for the fact that he feels wanted, and he wasn't a pawn in negotiations with Alonso and whatnot at Alpine. Oscar absorbed all of the criticism and negative headlines that came his way. And I remember when Oscar came into his first race with McLaren, and there were a lot of question marks around his integrity and suitability of being in Formula One, and the legitimacy of him being at McLaren in the first place. Oscar was a complete rookie. After all of the contract bumbling around in the drama, people tended to forget that he was an F3 and F2 champion back-to-back, before he then was on the sidelines with Alpine and looked like he was going to be on the sidelines for multiple years. Maybe he might get a chance at Williams eventually? Maybe not. There was scepticism about whether or not McLaren had backed the right horse, because Oscar was the youngest driver of 2023, so everyone was looking at him. But no, I was really impressed with how Oscar took it. 
he was able to just get his head down. He kept himself quiet, guarded, and just did everything he could to learn what racing in Formula One was all about. Right when the MCL 60 was at its worst. And then look at Jeddah. He gets it into Q3 on his second go, despite the car being one of the slowest. And over the races that followed, Oscar was able to showcase more and more of his talents. The naysayers shut up. And then by the end of the season, we get people comparing him to the likes of Lewis Hamilton's rookie season. We're not, we're not going there today. After all that drama coming in, Oscar is quite keen to put that to bed and let the driving do the talking. And sure enough, that has very much worked. And that baptism of fire, the fact that he was having to deal with all of that going on whilst also learning the tricks and trades of Formula One, has managed to earn the respect of a certain Lando Norris about how he was able to absorb all of the pressure, as well as mild concern. Norris stating that Oscar can handle the pressure much more than he did in his own rookie year. Now, I would argue that Lando had far less pressure than Oscar did. Back in 2019, McLaren weren't really expected to do anything. Sure, they had a completely brand new lineup, but back in 2018, McLaren were going through an absolute existential crisis and then having to come to the realization that maybe Honda wasn't entirely to blame for why we were so slow, their prospects looking as bland as the car did. And thusly, with Seidel's supervision, that saw everything become much more optimistic at McLaren. And for Lando, it was everything going upwards. For Oscar, he's had infinitely more pressure. He was a back-to-back -back junior champion. He'd just come out of a messy divorce with Alpine. He was replacing the likes of Daniel Ricciardo, who had been told to bugger off with nearly $20 million in his pocket. Now, was he worth all of that? Was Oscar worth it? Now, McLaren had been getting better since 2019, even though 2022 could be considered as a minor blip. So the pressure for Oscar to perform immediately and continue the spate of getting podiums. Yes, the MCL 36 did get a podium. There was a lot more to play for. And Piastri got podiums of his own in the end, internalizing his tension and nerves and directing that energy into getting time on the ground and kind of showing up his more experienced teammate at times. Now, this is where we converge in my argument stating that Piastri is the best person to try and topple or equal Verstappen. Both drivers have no fear. I'll never forget Silverstone last year when Oscar finally had a car that could compete near the front and he just went into turn one and got the inside of Max, both drivers coming out of that corner in one piece. Now we know what Max is all about. He's tenacious. And Oscar, he did not back down. That was incredibly ballsy. And I was like, oh, this kid is amazing. Then you had Qatar in the sprint where Oscar and Max were going for the lead. Granted, you could argue that Max wasn't going all out since he was cruising to his third title. But Oscar could have easily and understandably gotten rattled with having a modern great of F1 bearing down on him. But he didn't. It was similar to what we saw back at the Spa sprint when Piastri and Verstappen were battling for the lead. Sure. Max won out in the end, but Oscar was able to hold it together and still got a very successful result. That was really impressive. And that was before Qatar. Qatar, Oscar won out on that day. And throughout all of that, just having Max Verstappen right behind you, if anyone in iRacing and whatnot has ever had the experience of Max Verstappen being in that server with you, and he's right behind you, are you bricking it? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, you probably are. Oscar conducted himself admirably and with little signs of struggling other than his current limitations with tire management and general lack of F1 experience, both of which will reduce over time. Both of these men are calm under pressure and know how to handle said pressure in a way which is beneficial for them. And they can easily turn any weakness into a positive. They would rather just go down to the core of what Formula One is rather than spilling their guts out on social media. But then at the same time, they both know how to let off steam because we do see Max being quite good on social media, doing all of those events and sports and stuff and just learning how to drift immediately and dirt car racing. He's game for a laugh, as is Oscar. They do know how to switch off and have a little bit of fun every now and again, but they know when to put that aside and just go racing. These two simply don't care what the media thinks of them. Max doesn't care because that's not what he's there for. Tens of thousands of people could be booing him, which is what happened in Miami, throwing expletives at him. His response? I get to go home with a trophy and they don't. Okay, that, that just goes to show. There's no point criticising him because he just does not care. Oscar, while still a rookie, is self-critical of himself, but he's able to compartmentalise that side of him into a private manner and channel that into figuring stuff out that could make his lot a little easier, which is the opposite of how Lando handles his own self-doubt and self-confidence. The Brit seemingly always beating himself up in front of the media, or as Oscar would put it, destroying yourself. Now, let's be fair here. This is just the way that Lando processes things. This, to him probably, I don't know, I don't know the guy, this is the way he processes things. He feels the need to get all that negativity out of him toward the media, just say it out loud, because being able to verbalise all of that is very, very important for some people, and to be able to get things off your chest and learn from some things. With that out in the open, it's gone from inside, and therefore you can reset and go again. That's just the way that Lando does it, and it's a way that Oscar doesn't see as being constructive for him. That's fine. That's just how they operate. But then at the same time, I feel like going against Max, you do need to adapt that because Max will be able to harness all of that and use it against you because that's how he rolls. When Checo was winning races at the beginning of 2023, Max was determined to not let that happen again. He manifested it and then he made it a reality. So uh, yeah. All of those things Max could easily use against any sort of rival, which is why Oscar, I feel, could be a really good candidate to try and best him, because Oscar just wouldn't care. The beginnings of their Formula One careers were mired with some sort of big question mark or controversy. We already know what happened with Oscar, I'll spare you all of that, but when Max came in at 2015 for his first full season of Toro Rosso, and those practice sessions in 2014, he was going to be the youngest Formula One driver ever. And his impact was so vast, Formula One had to change the rules to make sure that no one under 18 could compete. Yeah, that's how big of an impact Max Verstappen had on the world of Formula One and motorsport. There were understandable rumblings about whether or not he was coming to F1 a bit too soon. Sure, his junior career was impressive, and that people thought he was destined for Formula One like his father, but right now? In 2015? Well, as time has rolled on, we have realised that there was a lot of external pressure from the Verstappen camp to make this a reality. 
that if Red Bull wanted to keep the services of the Verstappen camp, then they were going to put him in the car at a specific time or else they were going to look for other teams. So Red Bull were kind of over a barrel about that, but it worked out in the end. Everything was absolutely fine. It was all worth it. Max just ignored all the external rumblings and got on with the thing he loves about Formula One, the racing angle, which is what Oscar is doing. Both drivers strive for greatness, and they are able to rebound from mistakes or controversies. Remember the fact that in 2023, Lewis and Oscar clashed twice, and for a rookie, Clashing with a seven-time world champion, that's going to rattle you. You're going to be thinking about that for a very long time. You were probably going to lose your cool and maybe compromise your race. Whereas Oscar, he only grumbled. He got a little bit annoyed and that was that really. He just got on with it. And another way that you can tell that Max is really impressed with Oscar is that if Max Verstappen was a Formula One manager, he would basically have Lando and Oscar as his dream drivers. You've made an impact with the guy. But what's become clear in Oscar's rookie season is that if you are going to go and challenge Max Verstappen for the world title, putting the car to one side, you need to be able to cope with immense pressure from the media and each other. Both drivers have no fear and they are seemingly able to cope with absolutely anything that comes their way. Mark Webber's experience with Sebastian Vettel, that has been absolutely pivotal in Oscar Piastri's development and how he handles himself in Formula One. Which is why I think, in time, his battle with Lando Norris in terms of McLaren supremacy will be a long and interesting one. Right now, Lando has the edge because, let's be honest, it's his team. He has grown up with that team for years, much like how Lewis Hamilton grew up with McLaren for nearly a decade before he joined Formula One in 2007. This is Lando's team, but it's Lando's team to lose. And Oscar Piastri, having been pilfered from the likes of Alpine and Renault, Zach sees him as the future an insurance policy. Oscar is the next future step for McLaren. And this is something that Lando's got to be aware of, is that sure, he has the upper hand over Oscar, but that won't last for long. Let's compare back to Daniel Ricciardo in 2016, when Max Verstappen came into the picture and won on his first race for Red Bull. But Daniel had the advantage over the course of the season, but that didn't last very long. What do we get to in 2018? After three seasons together, we got Max beating him. Sure, reliability didn't help Daniel's case, but when you get to the likes of Baku in 2018, you could tell that Daniel was on the back foot, that Max was just on the up, except that Lando and Oscar will clash on track at some point. I don't know where, I don't know when, but it's going to happen. Both drivers are seeking dominance at that team, and to prove a point. Oscar's on the up, Lando's on the up, but Oscar seems to be going on the up a little bit faster. When will it converge? And the way that Lando responds to it could be crucial if he wants to ever beat Max Verstappen in an F1 title challenge. Does he just take it on the chin, learn from it and move on? Or does he just pull a Daniel and just jump to the next team that will have him just for the sake that he doesn't want to get into any sort of confrontation with Oscar again? That is going to be very important. And that is something that I think has completely destabilized Daniel Ricciardo's career from 2019 onwards. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thanks for listening to my ladder ramblings. If you liked what you heard, do be sure to leave a five-star rating on your podcasting platform of choice. I really do appreciate it. And until the next time I traverse the ladder, I hope you have a pleasant day. Goodbye. <laughs>